Welcome to Grew 2 Movies Presents Darkness in the Film Industry. This is a 20-part series detailing certain acts and behaviours of particular actors, film producers, directors and other socials within the film industry. This is not for the faint of heart. This 20-part series will detail certain events and circumstances in relation to child abuse, conspiracies, general abuse, and even murder. Please listen at your own discretion. Thank you and enjoy the episode. Hey guys, and welcome back to the Gruesome Twosome Movie Reviewsome, and also welcome to episode one of the 20-part series, Darkness in the Film Industry, where I, your host Ebony, will deep dive and discuss particular actions and behaviours of those within the film industry. This includes details on events and circumstances in relation to child abuse, conspiracies, and even murder. Before we get into episode one, the Carlo Rambaldi story, I'd just like to say that during this series I will not be discussing Army Hammer or Harvey Weinstein. I believe both of these figures have been discussed in detail recently that I would not be adding anything new to the discussion by doing so. With that being said, we're starting off slow with episode one before we build into the nitty gritty dark and disturbing of the series. So let's get started. Episode one, the Carlo Romboldi story. We interrupt this podcast for a quick promo break, but don't stress, we'll be back soon. When we come home from a long day of teaching kids or laying pipe, we find a long list of responsibilities just waiting for us at home, like wrangling our kids or taking them to their activities, cooking a meal, doing the laundry, or just picking up everyone else's shit. And how do we decide to use the minute amount of free time that we actually do have? We gave ourselves yet another job and we started a podcast. We wanted a space where we could talk about the things we love, such as sports, movies, music, and our families. And we also wanted a place to vent about the things that bother us, like our coworkers, or if our favorite team missed the playoffs in the last game of the season, or if McDonald's decides that they don't have any large lids, even though they're a huge company that should never have that problem. You know, when I think of the dynamic of our podcast, I think of myself as like the tough power forward like Owen Nolan, where you kind of remind me of a speed finesse type player like Patrick Marlowe. I see what you're saying. When I look at our dynamic on the podcast, I see myself like Thierry Henry, smooth like butter on the pitch, ready to score that goal. And I see you like Zinedine Zidane, ready to headbutt any asshole that gets in your way. We talk about these topics and so much more on Level the Playing Field. Check us out wherever you listen to podcasts. See, that wasn't too long. Now back to the episode. So let's start in the beginning. If you don't know who Carlo Romboldi was, he was an Italian special effects artist and winner of three Oscars. Born 15th of September 1925, he studied painting at the Accademia di Belle Art di Bologna, where he developed a passion for electromechanics and the different systems of the human body. He was heavily influenced by Picasso and the Italian artist Renato Gattuso. Please forgive me if I butcher anyone's names. <laughs> I'm not Italian. I've never claimed to be Italian and I'm probably butchering everything I say. So bear with me. <laughs> Carlos' first works were creating a fire-breathing dragon for the 1957 Italian film Siegfriedo or Dragon's Blood as known in English. In 1963, he became a full-time special effects artist working along the directors like Mario Bava and Dario Argento. His works can be found in films like the 1970s A Bay of Blood, 1981's Possession, and even 1982's classic hit E.T. 
Carlo Romboldi married Runa Basso, with whom he had a son, Vittorio, and a daughter, Daniela. Another son, Alessandro, died of a rare form of leukemia at 33 years of age. Romboldi died after a long illness on August 10th, 2012, in La Term, that's where I'm butchering everything, Lamezia Term, Calabria, where he had lived for the last decade of his life after relocating to be near his daughter and grandchildren. His ashes were laid to rest in the family tomb in Vigorano, Maynada, near his son Alessandro. And before we get into the nitty gritty controversy, I am going to stop here for a little bit of a primary break. Enjoy! Ooh, I've been dying to try this place. Oh my god, me too. I've heard such good things about it. Welcome to the Crime Diner. I'm Cindy. I'll be cooking for you this evening. Here are your menus. Ooh, what are you thinking about getting? I don't know. Murder with a side of cannibalism? What about you? Ooh, that sounds good. I'm torn between historical mayhem and the social injustice, maybe? Oh. I just want to let you know that each episode comes with dinner, dessert, and a specialty drink chosen by yours truly. Wine Dine and Storytime has had a makeover, and we invite you to slide into the booth with us at the Crime Diner, where each week we will discuss a crime over dinner, drinks, and dessert. See you there! Okay, well now you've heard from our friends, let's dive deep into the controversy. A lizard in woman's skin. Spoilers and mentions of animal abuse. Please proceed with caution. I will have this warning throughout every episode. I will give you guys updates as to what's to come in relation to the type of controversy or abuse that is mentioned. So please, I beg, if you're not good with animal abuse, if you're not good with child abuse, you know, dive into these cautiously. Okay, guys? be very cautious. With that being said, A Lizard in a Woman's Skin is a 1971 giallo film directed by Lucio Fulci. Set in London, the film follows Carol Hammond, the daughter of a respected politician who experiences a series of vivid psychedelic nightmares consisting of debauched sex orgies and LSD use. In the dream, she commits a graphic murder of a neighbour whose life she is envious of and awakes to a real-life criminal investigation into the murder of her neighbour. The film is perhaps most famous for a scene in which Mrs. Hammond opens the door to a room filled with dogs that are apparently being experimented on. The dogs are cut open with their head sorry, the dogs are cut open with their hearts and guts still pulsating. It's this scene that puts Carlo Rambaldi and Luce Fulci in hot water. As you see, the special effects were so convincingly visceral that Lucio Fulci was prosecuted for offences relating to animal cruelty. Fulci would have served a two-year prison sentence had Romboldi not exhibited the film's array of props to a courtroom proving that the scene was not filmed using real animals, thus having the distinction of being the first special effects artist to be required to prove that his on-film work was not real. With that being said, I have another little primary break, so I'll hear back from you soon. We want Whiskey Hill Podcast to be a show that opens your mind. Not necessarily to change it, but we just want to start the conversation. <laughs> Big media driving the war. We called this two months ago. Should Elon Musk buy Twitter? Do we want to talk about politicians buying energy stocks suddenly right before the Russian ban? Yeah, it's about having fun and making sure that you're helping people. Like, ask Whiskey Hill. Then Janet hugs Samantha and whispers something in her ear, and they both look at me and giggle. 
I mean, I'm not going to lie. I've been fantasizing about a threesome with these two since they moved in. It's about having great conversations with your buddies. Didn't we decide that we needed to write write some porn, like the porn identity? Yeah. The porn <laughs> supremacy? Yeah. The, the porn ultimatum? I don't I don't like the, the shape of any of that thing. I don't like the look of it. It looks angry. It looks like it's it's gonna it's gonna do some really I mean not nice things to my testicles. That might is it is that a woman's hand holding it? It looks like <laughs> it. Yes. It I does, like yeah. Nails yeah. are way too pretty to be a guy. It's about great craft beer as well. Uh I'm not I, I'm not gonna say this is a this is a drain pour. Uh <laughs> but this one's going to be rough to get through. That's a lot of coffee, and I'm just not a coffee drinker. The show is Whiskey Hell Podcast. Download us everywhere. Check us out on Twitter, whiskey underscore hell. We'll talk to you soon. Can we just have a goddamn conversation about this? So in preparation for this recording, I actually watched the trailer and the scene from the film as reference. And firstly, before I go into the scene, I gotta say, I think I need to go and watch this film as a whole. Seems like a 70s erotic, disturbing, psychedelic ride of a film, very up my alley. (laughs) Now, after watching the scene where a woman walks into a sanitarium, the house's four vivisected dogs with their chest cut open and heart still beating. I can absolutely see why they thought this was real, especially for the early 70s as well. This image is haunting. As the dogs are white, the color of the blood contrasts really well against the surroundings. Not a scene for the squeamish at all. So with that being said, as I said, this is barely anything. This is a really mini controversy that, you know, concludes the story of Carlo Rombaldi. He didn't really do much so to say but stepping stones these episodes are going to get longer they're going to get more disturbing so you know please be wary i just wanted to ease into it for the first week (laughs) but that being said that concludes episode one color rambaldi um there's so much more to come i actually had to stop a few times when doing research for this series because there are some sick people out there some seriously disgusting sick people so i really do uh emphasize on what i said earlier in relation to listen to the warnings i have in these episodes because you may not want to move forward with a few of them but uh this is definitely one film we may need to add to the review rotation when jess and i are back together again which i'm hoping is going to be really soon i know i tend to keep saying that we'll be back soon and whatnot but Jess just has a lot going on at the moment, so I'm trying to keep us afloat (laughs) as much as I can while she's not around. So she definitely misses you guys. We talk all the time still. Um, It's, yeah, it's not my story to tell, so I'm not going into detail, but um, we're both definitely still in this for the long haul, so keep an eye out for when we can come back as a duel, as a duo. But for now, keep an eye out for episode two, which is going to be Victor Selva. If you know who that is, then you should know what to expect. So I will, you will hear from me again in two weeks for episode two on Victor Selva. Stay spooky, guys. Bye. Hey, it's Ebony here, and I'm here to let you know that if you've enjoyed this episode of the Gruesome Twosome Movie Reviewsome, you can find us on other platforms. That's right, we are on Spotify, Apple, Good Pods, and more. You can also follow us on social media at G-R-U-E-T-W-O underscore movies. Gru2 underscore movies. You can find us on Instagram and Twitter. Hope to see you there.